0: Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strengths so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. I have a special guest with me. Her name's Abby Crone, and she is a wellness coach and tobacco treatment specialist at a mental health agency. And we actually became connected through the health coach and life coach certification that we're both a part of. We're both in the same cohort. We both started at the same time, and we got connected through that group. And now I'm bringing her here to share a lot about her and her story. Obviously, we, don't, we totally want to know who she is and what she's about, but she's going to really dive in today about like how the little tiny steps that we take towards improving our health or our life really make the biggest difference when you look at it down the line. So, Abby, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so podcast. I'm a little nervous, but it's definitely for a good cause. So you're gonna do great. This is just a conversation between two health coaches, just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So obviously we want to know a little bit about you. So I'd love for you to share anything that you feel is relevant about you and your story, and we'll kind of shift into how you help your clients, how your how you're using those little steps um, or what we say in the health coach Institute, big little hinges, swing big doors and how you're using that mentality to kind of help your clients and yourself just move towards healthier lives.
1: Yeah, definitely. So right now, like you said, I'm working at a mental health agency. Um, I started as a care coordinator um, in their healthcare home department. Um, So a little bit of background on that Um, healthcare home was initiated to um, divert people specifically on, Medicaid, um, make them divert from using the emergency department as their go-to kind of primary care. So, um, our department was formed, um, people managing diabetes, nutrition education, label reading, um, to kind of go with, they're already getting psychiatric services. So with that, some of their psych medications can have weight gain as a side effect. So and their appointments are about 15 to 20 minutes with the psychiatrist. So going to the doctor real quick in and out, they come out with questions. Um, So the nurses in our department can kind of go over their medications with them, go over side effects, provide that education on nutrition, diabetes, label reading. Um, So originally my job was coordinating, getting them set up with the program, um, along with working with people on quitting smoking. but this wellness coach position popped up and I was interested in it and it was brand new. Um, so that's how I applied, got the job. Um, I I met with my boss and my boss's boss and they kind of said, you got free reign, make it what you want. Just, you know, find a way that'll make it work. So if we need another wellness coach or if you ever leave one day, we can have a system in place. So that's been my role. Um, and with that, I kind of was still, blind going into it. So I took a couple classes, um, which helped, but I feel, you know, I felt like I needed more education. So that's how I got the health Coach Institute. Um, I looked up information on that. I talked to one of their success coaches or, um, whoever explains the program. And then I was like, yes, like, this is totally what I need. Um, even though work isn't paying for it, this is totally like, the week by week in depth education that I was looking for. So um, that's how I got there. And so I'm still working on my certification now. And, um, but I'm still utilizing the tools and the program um, with clients that I meet with now through work.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I kind of felt the same way when I came across it. I was like, this is exactly what I need. Like this, Mm -hmm. this feels like a program that really encompasses like all parts of health but even though it was it was like the health coach but i the life coaching part of it really got me. So i am curious to know like what what were your biggest takeaways like as you're going through the certification like what have you really benefited from like for yourself and have you been able to take that information and like bring it to your work clients? Oh 100%. Um,
1: right now i'm working with one guy he just has a ton of newspapers and all this stuff in his house and Um, we're kind of piecing together how his environment has an effect on his stress level. And just, we meet every Wednesday, whether it's by phone or in person um, when we kind of go over his action steps. And I kind of follow the scripts from what they teach us in the program. And um, we kind of, you know, go over like, how does that make you feel when you come home and you see papers everywhere? And, you know, what would that look like if you came home and, you know, things were organized and kind of helping him see that he doesn't have to just live like this and, um, regardless of mental health and all that, it's, you know, making those small steps, whether it's throwing 20 papers away, that's his goal that he's working on. Um, the drinking water and just doing the basics that we kind of take for granted of. We know we're supposed to brush our teeth, take a shower and, but there's a lot of people, I mean, that, don't do that, that come in and see us. So um, just kind of coaching them on if you can find one little thing you're willing to commit to, um, you know, stick with it. And we're there to encourage them and try to help them get to that place where they feel like they're, you know, in control of something. With mental health, sometimes that can be a, you know, I'm taking medication and it's controlling. And um, just trying to help them stay in control, but also have it be health health related.
0: Yeah. And like, like you said, just cleaning up the papers, it seems like such a, like, duh, like, clean up your environment, but for, you know, someone who's used to having a clean environment versus someone who's not, I mean, it's, like, a huge difference when you can just take the time to, like, clean out that 20 papers and have more space in your environment, which I feel like, and um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like it clears up your mental space, too. 100%,
1: and that's what, um, since we both had to do the practice clients for the 90 days or with another person in the program. Um, the other peer that I was working with, she helped me kind of, I love routine. I love organization, but some of the times it's like, I feel overwhelmed with stuff. So what can I do? Um, so my small step that I've been incorporating every day is when I come home, it's let the dogs out. And then for 30 minutes, that's my kind of, cleaning up, putting things, you know, where they need to go. Um, some of the time it goes more than 30 minutes, but I just dedicated that as part of my routine. So it's just what I do now. It's not a task. It doesn't feel like it's some, you know, daunting chore that, oh my God, I have to do this. It's no, this is part of my routine. And, you know, I've committed to that. So.
0: Yeah. And I loved it. You said that it was just like, it's just something I do now when it mm-hmm. wasn't before. Right.
1: Right. It was kind of, oh gosh, yeah, I do need to take out the trash, but
0: I need to do this.
1: And I don't know, it's just comforting and knowing, you know, that is my routine. It's not, I mean, kind of like how people work out and stuff. Once you get into that routine, then it's like, oh my gosh, you feel good. It's not this thing you feel like you have to do. So, um, Mm -hmm. but it takes time to get there. And I feel like once people have that, you know, they start getting that momentum then it just becomes part of, you know, their daily structure. It's not this task that they feel weighed down by.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so for you, what was maybe some of the things that helped you get from this place where like taking out the trash and like cleaning up and all of that was a task or a chore. And now Mm -hmm. it's just like you come home and it's, I don't know that you're excited about it, but you're accepting it as like your routine. And like, this is helping you move towards like, feeling better about, you know, just coming home and all of that.
1: Right. And I think too, it's, you know, how do I feel after, you know, my living room's clean and the trash and the kitchen's all cleaned up and how does that make me feel? Like Mm -hmm. I know that it makes me feel accomplished and, um, you know, so that's kind of motivating is I know how I feel once everything is how I like it. So nobody, you know, I live alone. Nobody's going to do it for me. Um, and they're my messes. So it's kind of taking that accountability, being responsible, just mm-hmm. getting it done. It has to get done at some point. So let's dedicate some time for it um, and just move forward. It gives me time to focus on other things. And um, just having that structure helps me, you know, okay, 30 minutes on this and then we can move on
0: to other things. So hey. having that
1: mindset is all the difference
0: mindset is everything. And what I'm hearing you say too, is you just shifted into this place where you're working towards that feeling of feeling accomplished. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling accomplished after you've come home and you've, you've taken care of all the little messes around the house, like what do you, from that place of accomplishment, like, do you feel more inspired to like take different actions now that your house is clean? Yeah, I think it kind of drives
1: that motivation of you know, I did accomplish this, I can accomplish other things as long as I'm willing to figure out what they are and make a game plan. I know it sounds like it should be obvious, but that's not how everybody, you know, everybody's minds don't function the same. And even though I'm an organized person anyway, sometimes it does feel like so much than like, oh, it's easier to do nothing than to do something. But um, that's, you know, I cannot have that mindset because I have to keep going and keep being productive. Um, And also, too, in the coaching, it's, I can't remember which coach said it, but they said, you know, you cannot ask any of your clients to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So I can't, you know, coach my clients on organizing and doing all that if I'm not like I have to hold myself to a standard before I can expect anybody else to, you know, rise to that standard.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of being a coach because it, it kind of helps you just elevate yourself in so many different levels because mm-hmm. you do want to like show up and show your clients it is possible. Being like, look, I'm doing it. You can do it too. Right. I definitely think that it's,
1: you know, using your own kind of story to show people of, you know, here's what changes I've made and they're not these drastic changes. They are small and pick something that, you can commit to whether it is you're going to walk for just five minutes or you're going to sit outside for 10 minutes a day to get the sunlight and hear nature. And, um, so really coaching it, the small, the small steps to our clients, um, that I see through the agency I work at. And I think that's kind of something all the nurses, um, really do incorporate, even though they're not, you know, in the program, But um, that's something we really do try to enforce is the small changes because asking them to completely change nutrition and exercise and all that. It's really reaching for the stars, which is great, but also it's not realistic. So we really try to maintain, you know, realistic goals and action steps with everybody.
0: Absolutely. So I'm curious if you've ever experienced like maybe someone at work or through your coaching now that maybe... They want to just go really really fast and they don't understand this idea of taking it slow and like going step by step and i'm curious if you've ever run into that and if you have maybe how you've kind of helped them move through and like understand that taking those small steps is going to add up
1: yes especially this with the people i work with to quit smoking i hear a ton of the time i have two cigarettes in this pack and i'm not gonna buy any more after tomorrow yeah promises. And I said, you know, that's great. However, let's really think about this realistically. How long have you been smoking? 20 some years. How many times have you quit? We kind of process this and then we say, you know, if I'm doing something for 20 years, am I going to just change tomorrow? Probably not. And especially with nicotine and we know how that works in your brain. It's realistically, let's think of a plan that why don't we try the patches for two weeks and we do follow-up calls during that time and kind of working on the smaller daily steps instead of making this statement, you know, I'm going to not do this after tomorrow. It's you set your goals so high for yourself that you're, I mean, if you don't get there by tomorrow, that just failure, everyone just thinks they're a failure and you don't want to create that huge opportunity to, you know, think of yourself that you failed or a failure. So it's, let's think of small challenges that you can easily get to um, like taking out one cigarette. Let's find something you can do during that 10 minute time, whether it's doing dishes, keeping your hands busy, keeping your mind busy. Um, Let's find smaller steps that we can, you know, incorporate something positive into that time and taking out the time that you're smoking. So kind of having that conversation of not just shutting their ideas down, but you know, finding the reality of it is let's find a bunch of smaller wins before we have this huge goal that most likely won't happen. And then your kind of, your encouragement is down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, the person who was smoking and saying, I have two cigarettes and I'm just going to stop tomorrow. That's it. And I think that so many people approach so many of their goals in life. I've, I've been a health coach for four years and a, a personal trainer. And so many people are like, I just want to lose 50 pounds or I want to like, mm-hmm. you know, today's the last day and tomorrow I'm going to exercise every single day. And I'm like, you're not like, because yeah. you see those things. And that's great. I want you to shoot for the moons and like have these big dreams. But like you said, we have to be realistic because you're still identifying in your situation. It's like your clients are still identifying as a smoker. So therefore them not smoking is not living up to their identity. So it's like, we have to do all these like really deep shifts. Like when I wasn't exercising, I I associated myself with someone who was lazy and didn't do that. And so even in the beginning, I found reasons to skip workouts because I was, I was playing, I was winning the game that I was playing, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I really thought about that concept when you were bringing up like the cold turkey, I'm just stopping and, or I'm just going to go full force and how that can create like these failures, um, that can really just, um, disappoint us and like have us not even go forward at all. <laughs> right. It's like setting yourself up for
1: a failure. And right. I always explain the, I mean, cause I've never been a smoker at all. So that's one of the things that I don't act like I know what you're going through. I can't relate, you know, to them. And I explain that to them. And, um, but I always do think I tell them like, if there was a 600 pound man, um, if they go to the gym once, is that going to make a change? Well, yeah, they might feel a little bit better about going, but they're still going to be 600 pounds the next day. It's consistently making those choices. Um, And I think it's hard for some people to realize, you know, if it's something in the brain, whether it's addiction or whatnot, it's hard to make that connection to see how it is affecting you, but relating it to weight loss, or if you eat salads every single day in one donut, is that going to make you a bad person, an unhealthy person? No. However, some people, when we're checking their A1Cs, they'll come in like, oh, I did have an unhealthy breakfast. I'm like, well, you know, we have to explain it and educate that it's an average of your blood sugars over the yeah. past three to four months. and Not just one at all. Yeah. And like, it's your glucose. Yes, that will tell you in the last you know, a few hours if you've had a lot of sugar or whatnot. But um, really the consistent over that three-month time is we can tell what your blood sugar levels were. So um, really focusing on consistency over a time span and working on that of you can lose weight if you're 600 pounds. You can lose the weight, but you have to show up for yourself, put in some work um, to get those changes. It can't be an overnight you know, there's no weight loss pill. There's no magical thing. It's, you really do have to put in the work yourself.
0: And it's a whole lifestyle transformation too. I I think that's why I love like health coaching so much because it opens up so many avenues of growth in like your relationships, your career, your finances. And like, from there, you're just, you're realizing like with the weight, it's like, it takes time and you just have to accept where you're at and like, take that next best step.
1: Yeah, and one of the things I love about the uh, the health coaching that we do is some of our people or some of our clients or patients um, they live in residential facilities, so they're not in charge of making their food. They can't, you know, choose healthier options. So one of the things is uh, the twenty minute meal, taking the twenty minutes, to eat your meal, really enjoying it, drinking water. Um, we try to coach people on the simple of You know, since you don't have control over what you're eating, it's how you eat it, whether it's you drink a glass of water before your meal, you have all your veggies first, then your protein, then your carbs. And um, so it's not asking them to make a bunch of changes. It's changing what they're doing now, um, the order of it and incorporating more water and little things like that, that I've done myself just to see, you know, okay, yeah, I do fill up when I really take my time to eat. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, you know, you, you talking about that brought up, like, that a lot of people reach out to me, and especially right now with us experiencing, you know, shortages at the grocery store with the coronavirus and things, I had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, there's not that many healthy options, like, what do I do, and, like, you talking about that really, like, reminded me, like, there are so many things we can do when we're not in control exactly of, like, what we eat, and I think when we, when we lose that control, like some of us might have right now, it's like, oh my gosh, but like, I'm not eating healthy and we feel like a failure. But like when we take those steps of just like the 20 minute meal and we're drinking water and putting like, it's like the simplest things, like set your fork down and like breathe while you're eating. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. like think about those things. And it, like, I myself like experienced a lot of binge eating where like you just black out and just eat and you mm-hmm. like don't breathe. <laughs> and so like, That piece of it, like remembering to breathe while I was eating and knowing, like, I can eat this food, whatever it is, as long as I take my time and actually like taste it and like savor it. Um, It had me eating less just by doing that.
1: Mm -hmm. I think, too, it's sometimes I'll, I'm guilty of having my lunch just at my desk and, you know, taking a bite, not even looking at what I'm eating, just putting it in my mouth, doing it, working. Um, But really, taking the time and taking a bite and really kind of savoring what it is, like you said, and practicing the mindful eating. And I had a chicken salad sandwich the other day, which wasn't completely unhealthy, but, and I had half of it. And then by that time I was like, I mean, I took my time eating it and I didn't really need the other half. So I saved it, but um, just little things like that, as you notice just the making the changes um, without, you know, completely redoing your whole lifestyle, but noticing how just that alone can have a difference of what you're doing and making water. Like our department starts making infused waters every morning that we take turns. Um, So just a lot of people, they want pot. They they don't like water because it doesn't taste like anything. So having lemons and fruit and all that stuff, and we give out water bottles and um, just really, really encouraging them to see like, Hey, we're all drinking this water. We invite you to drink it too. Um, then we have grocery bags we give out and we do label reading with them and kind of giving them those small tools that they can, you know, they have the basics and build on that.
0: Absolutely. I love it. So much good stuff. So now I'm curious for you, is there a goal that you're working on in your life and what small steps are you taking to get to that goal?
1: Yeah. So. My small step that I'm doing when I get home every day is the 30 minutes of cleaning, Um, whether that's kind of doing chores, laundry, um, anything like that, Um, doing that for 30 minutes, taking the dogs on a walk if it's nice out. So that's one of my goals, that it's like a consistent daily goal. Um, As far as bigger goals, um, I'm still working on those. I really, really want to... I already do wellness coaching for my full-time job, but just educating more people on health and life coaching and kind of the way that they do intertwine with each other is you can have salads every day. You can eat super healthy every day, but um, that doesn't necessarily change your mentality. If there's other, you have a cluttered house and kind of helping people make that connection is my big goal whether it's helping them declutter, organize, uh, incorporate healthier foods, recipes, drinking more water, and being active, whether it's going to the gym or finding ways to be active at home. Um, Really just educating people. I think it's important. And, you know, some people just kind of put it in the backseat and, that's it's fine. I'm fine the way I am. But... um, really just living to their potential. And that's something I need, I'm working on myself too. And um, so I think the bigger goal is to just educate as many people as I can with small changes and um, not asking them to make these huge lifestyle changes, but focusing on the small stuff really
0: yeah, and the small stuff is going to take them so far. So you're clearly already helping so many people at your work and taking the small steps yourself and being the example to everyone around you. So I know that you're just going to continue to impact even more lives. So I appreciate you so much for sharing. I think that my audience definitely is going to take a lot away from this conversation and really just take take hold of like those small steps and like learn how to celebrate them. So Thank you. so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. And where can people come hang out with you? Is it Instagram, Facebook? Where do you hang out?
1: Yeah. So I have an Instagram. I just made one for health coaching specifically, but, um, and Facebook, I don't get on there too much. I'm trying to be more active, but, um, yeah, Instagram and Facebook are my main
0: two places. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to, to link that in the show notes so people can come hang out with you and, and uh, talk to you about what you do and all of that great stuff. But I do just appreciate your time and your lovely conversation. And thank you again so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.